All right, everybody, sticking with British Columbia as we move forward through the day here at Roundup. Happy to welcome in Mr. Gary Thompson, CEO of Brixton Metals. They do trade on the Venture Exchange with BBB and on the OTCQB with BBBXF. Gary, good to see you. Hey, good morning, Trevor. Good to be back. Yeah, it is good to be back. I tried to bring sunshine from Colorado. <laughs> for didn't work out. It failed miserably. <laughs> yeah, it's a little wet this week, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you guys got to find some vitamin D somewhere. Anyway. Right, yeah. I don't know. What do you do? I guess leave leave and go yeah, south? I guess. Once in a while, squeak it in, right? <laughs> it's, it's so wet. It's crazy. Um, all right, well, let's just kind of jump into it. Listen, you kind of... Put out your, your your 2024 outlook here for the company a couple of weeks ago. You also had latest drill results coming out of Atlin. So, uh, you know, you're starting to see a lot of that work from last year starting to trickle in with results. But maybe let's talk about 2024 and really what, uh, you know, what you have in front of you, what you want to get accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I think it's going to be an exciting year for us. Uh, we've got a healthy budget. You know, we raised uh, 14 and a half million at, at the end of uh, 2023, so we're we're in good shape. Uh, we're you know we re um, updated the permit uh, we uh, were approved in September, which uh, just gives us some um, growth in in the camp. We were maxed out at uh, 50 people last year in, in camp, so full full house. So we're uh, we got some room uh, to build that out. Um, and I think you know, looking forward, we're still uh, chewing through a lot of uh, technical data. And uh, we're going to have our um, Brixton BHP technical meeting around PDAC. So by then we'll have most of the uh, models uh, that we're working on uh, processed, like alteration, for example. Um, you know, we've yet to really put together a comprehensive alteration map around uh, around Camp Creek, and I think now we we're starting to see uh, uh, you know see the, the the fruits of that labor. Um, in part, uh, some of the work that uh, MDRU is doing. So just as a reminder, Brixton's part of this uh, BC Porphyry study. Right. There's like 15 companies. Uh, we have a master student now working on the project, and they did a lot of uh, alteration work um, on sap- surface sampling on a big footprint around Camp Creek, but also um, pretty much all the deep holes now have uh, TerraSpec data, so we're uh, looking at that. So we're getting a lot of really good uh, science work. Uh, with the uh, MDRU partnership. Okay, talk so to me. So mineral deposit, uh, MDRU, is, uh, <laughs> it's UBC, University of British Columbia's mineral deposit research unit. Yeah. And they have a bunch of brains uh, working on <laughs> trying to uh, come up with uh, exploration techniques um, to vector into uh, the, the center of these porphyries. Mm, okay. Because okay. as a lot of people know, these porphyry uh, systems are not easy. Uh, as Brixton can uh, test of yes, 10 yes. years of grinding it out to uh, confirm a discovery of a now a deep line porphyry that we're uh-huh. on. So they're not they're not easy deposits to uh, to go find, especially in BC when you're undercover, or you or you're deep, or right. you've got thick overburden. So uh, there'll be a lot of good tex- techniques that come out of these kinds of studies, not only for for us vectoring on Camp, on Camp Creek, but also the other. Right. Rest of the property, but for other companies in in the industry in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's TetraSpec. TerraSpec. TerraSpec. It's a uh, yeah. It's you get alteration minerals out of that, and okay. why that's important is because these uh, porphyry systems and a lot of mineral systems in general have a uh, have a certain uh, geochemical alteration footprint. So you can um, you can see where you are in the system. Are you to the left, to the right, high, low? Maybe the thing is eroded away. You're you're too low in the system. Or you're just at the very top of the system, and it's 
you know it's all all below you yeah. so it just helps uh, vector uh, you in maybe perhaps to to some of the uh, better mineralization okay and it, it's kind of like our understanding that all the drilling done at Camp Creek that you at the top of the system is that fair to say oh well um, we're well into the system now because we're drilling, uh, you know, 1,000 to 1,600. Our deepest hole last year was 1,650 meters. Right. So we're well into the system. It, it ended. It, it didn't end in mineralization. Yeah, it's still mineralized. Yeah, yeah. So they, what's interesting is what we've learned is that the, the, the porphyry style mineralization, uh, which is why it wasn't found previously, uh, the porphyry style mineralization doesn't start till about three or 400 meters depth. So above that, we see these high sulfidation veins high-grade copper, gold, silver veins, and these breccia zones like the Oban breccia, which we've had some remarkable drilling results on, but shallow. So it wasn't until we started pushing holes, uh, you know, deeper than 400 meters uh, that we started to recognize, you know, the porphyry-style mineralization and started to see these porphyry fragments yeah. uh, with, with calcopyrite and, and molybdenum in, in, in there. So that, that you know, um, drove us to keep drilling uh, deeper and deeper, and now, you know, we're onto this beast of a, a target called Camp Creek. So that's going to be a good part of the focus, I think, still. Um, we we don't believe we've hit the best uh, mineralization yet. And if you look at the spacing of the dozen holes that we have within this kilometer area, there's still two, three, four hundred meter spacing. Uh, and we we think there's some, some joy to have uh, find uh, in within those holes. Sure. So not really infill, but, uh, you know, just trying to, uh, trying to trying to show, uh, I guess, w where's the core of the system? Where's the high-grade yeah, yeah. part of the system? So that's going to be a, a focus. And we have one hole that we actually got stuck in at about 1,000 meters, and we're getting we're getting like 0.8 copper right at the bottom, mm -hmm. uh, right at that interval. And that, so that's where things really get really get interesting, and the grade starts to jack up is that sort of, you know, 8, 9,000 meter. Um, so that we got stuck there at about 1,000 meters. And it was right at the end of the season, so we we pulled. We finally got out of it. We pulled back. So that's one hole that we can start early in the season. So it's already drilled down to the casing set at 900 meters. So basically half the hole is is drilled. So we're going to re-enter that hole and then uh, kick off a wedge. It's called. Oh yeah, yeah. So we can deviate off that. It's called a daughter hole, but it's a new hole. It'll start from 900 meters because we, we kind of lost that that uh, 277 hole got stuck. So we'll just we'll start a new hole. But the point is, we're in grade. Uh, based on uh, the, the previous drilling there, so we can, we're excited because we can get in there in May and start drilling. We're already halfway down a, a deep hole, okay. So that's a good, a good starter hole for us. Um, and we've yet to really figure out where where the other holes are going to go, and that'll come, you know, in the next few months. Certainly by the time we're ready to drill there in May. But the other objective that we'd like to achieve in 2024 is to test some of these other targets. I know I we talked about we talked it. about Metla, Metla right? It. It's screaming, it. screaming, drill me, drill me. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's uh, it's an exciting target. We've got some remarkable high-grade copper gold numbers coming out of that system, and it's a bit of a head scratcher uh, for us um, still. But uh, you know, there's some interesting uh, targets that I think I think we have enough meat there to at least get a couple holes into it to see uh, see what it what it looks like and see what kind of legs maybe that that system has um, uh, a Metla. Uh, well, looks like we're going to do probably some more geophysics on the north target. Um, that has not seen any drilling either, but it's a big system up there. That's another, you know, the challenge with that is it's, it's such a big area just on that north target is, you know, 10 or 15 kilometers by five kilometer type area. 
Um, so if we get some geophysics on that, we can continue probably more geochem and mapping and maybe get, maybe get uh, some holes there. Uh, some of the eastern targets look pretty good. They were historically drilled by uh, Newmont and, and Rio uh, Tinto, um, I want to say 70s or 80s, something like that era. Um, there was one that you know ended in, in copper mineralization. Just you know, even a big company, they just they I guess they lost the budget and you know sometimes change uh, uh, programs change uh, midstream. You're drilling and then all of a sudden you're not drilling and you're going home. So uh, sometimes uh, you have different corporate objectives and they change uh, mid-program. So I think that's what may have happened okay. on one of those programs. So yeah, we got lots of other things that we're looking at, lots of other targets um, this year. And of course we found some new uh, uh, bornite uh, copper mineralization south of the Trapper area. Um, we, you know, we, we uh, need to spend a bit more time on that. Is that related to the Trapper gold system? Uh, we're not exactly sure, but um, you know, and I, I still think Trapper should probably get a few more holes, uh, sure. trying to continue to expand that that gold zone. But so I think it's going to be yeah, continue to push on Camp Creek, but also, you know, what other uh, yeah, what other surprises can we generate on on some some new targets that hasn't haven't seen any drilling? Right, so let, let's kind of maybe shift the conversation here because I mean, obviously, there's a lot you want to do. You went out and raised uh, just over 14 million dollars late last year. Um, from kind of what you were just describing to me, it sounds like you needed maybe twice that. <laughs> I need to take it, but uh, you know, obviously, fourteen million dollars this tough market—it's arguably pretty dilutive. And you know, what are your big shareholders telling you as far as you know taking that capital, obviously putting it to work, but also maybe making sure you're balancing that uh, the checkbook a little bit because. You know, obviously, momentum. We feel like things are going to improve for the markets in 2024, but we're not out of the weeds yet. You know, we haven't really had that confirmation. So, talk about you know that balance between putting putting that capital to work, but also being cognizant of uh, you know having enough so you're, you're not you don't have to do that raise again later in 2024. Well, yeah, I mean that's uh, you know we're in a tough. Uh we're in a tough market, I think, and, and tough tough business in general. Oh yeah, absolutely. But you know these these uh, big porf porphyry copper deposits they take a long time to build. Um, yeah, we would, you know, we're going to get at it. We're not, we're not. Uh, it's a risky business in in uh, the best of times. So we're going to spend the dough. We're going to go at it. Uh, we want to because it takes so so long. We want to get in there and demonstrate that you know we we can put together a, a potential economic deposit here, and ultimately you know get towards mine development. And you can't do that if you're uh, uh, gingerly going at it and just chipping away. We'll be here forever, and we're going to be here a long time as it is. Um, I would like to see, like you say, our budget should be double what we're doing because we only got six months of the year to get at this uh, project. You know, the last couple of years have been solid, uh, all summer long busy. I think this year is going to be another full season, uh, May till October. So a good solid six months of work. And so I think we just, you know, I guess if we could see a better market, then yeah, we probably would raise raise more dough. And I think, you know, the the dilutive uh, aspect of the, the raises at these levels for us, while they're painful, I think the value that we're adding um, on, on the resource will ultimately pay off at some point. Um, when we can demonstrate we've got you know a nice viable large-scale uh, target, um, yeah. and that's that's going to come with you know with some more work and more more drilling. Um, obviously, we we've been gunning for the momentum hole. Uh, while we drilled some deep holes here, 
Um, the market seems to uh, be discounting uh, those results. Uh, I think they're missing the boat on it. Um, and it's just going to be, you know, demonstrate perhaps some higher grade um, to show people that, no, that we can generate higher grade uh, material that will make an economic uh, block cave. Uh, and that's the other thing people don't quite seem to understand what block cave mining is. Um, and <laughs> right. uh, even people have been in the business a long time. Well, it's, it's, it's a solution for everything, isn't it, Gary? Well, I mean, uh, it's, I think they're becoming so uh, more economic uh, while they're large-scale underground mining operations. Um, you don't have to move as much um, material. You can uh, you know, cherry-pick the deposit versus uh, having to sure. move billions of tons of waste rock. So. Um, and I, and I, that I, smaller environmental footprint. So I think it is the future of uh, big scale mining. I do, I do, I do too. I think I think there's truth in what you just said. I also feel like it's almost a, um, a the the term block cave mining comes up in exploration companies marketing material far too soon. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. We don't really know. I mean, I think we're ahead of the curve. But what we're what we're trying to get convey is that you know the reason we have that in in our deck is because you know, people like to beat us up on the fact that it's deep. And yeah. we can show you uh, many deep copper deposits that are making good economics. Mm -hmm. so, so it's just a, it's more of a, a point um, that it doesn't have to be an open pit to make good money. Yeah. And, uh, and I would say we're approaching economic grades with what we're drilling. And I think that there's still some, some high grade, uh, higher grade material to come. And you know we need to drill that to, yeah. to d demonstrate that that is the case. So I can I can uh, talk about it all day long, but when <laughs> I when I get it in the drill pipe, then we'll know. Right. That's right. Okay. All right. Well, let's leave it at that. As you and I will be touching base here uh, in the weeks ahead of us, and I uh, appreciate your time. It's great to be back in Vancouver. It's always good to see you here in, in your uh, in your city. But uh, we'll we'll leave it at that and touch base uh, probably closer to PDAC. Okay. Sounds good, Trevor. Thank right. you. Yeah, thank you. That's your update from Brixton Metals, everybody. Again, trading on the Venture Exchange with BBB. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.